American Catholic History is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. Hello, and welcome to American Catholic History. If you like our podcast, be sure to rate us and give us a review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Noelle Heaster-Crow. And I'm Tom Crow. Today we're talking about how the CIA utilized the rosary to combat communism. Yeah, it's a bit of a Fatima meets Pius V moment. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. But at the center of this story is Father Patrick Payton. Let's talk about his early life. So Patrick Payton was born into a devoutly Catholic family in Ireland in 1909. He was the sixth of nine children. Though rebellious, he had considered a priestly vocation from early in life. But he was rejected by the religious communities he approached, so he basically put that dream aside. When he was 18, he and his older brother decided to go make lots of money in America, where two of their sisters had already moved. So in 1927, they set sail to make their fortune in America. And what was life like in America? When they arrived, they went to live with their sisters in Scranton, Pennsylvania. His sister Nellie had already told the rector of the cathedral in Scranton that Patrick had long considered a vocation. Patrick had a tough time finding a job, so the rector offered Patrick the job of sexton, which Patrick described as just another title for janitor. But being janitor at the cathedral had one very important, unexpected benefit— Lots of opportunity to spend time alone with Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament. There's little better for a dormant vocation than spending lots of time alone with the Blessed Sacrament. Oh, yeah. Uh, So soon enough, Patrick had determined to pursue the priesthood. After hearing a sermon by a priest of the Congregation of the Holy Cross and really liking their emphasis on the Holy Family, he decided to apply to that congregation. He was accepted this time and was sent to seminary. The Congregation of the Holy Cross is, of course, most known for being the order that runs the University of Notre Dame. Yep, that's the one. So he joined the congregation in 1929, and in 1938, while in his second year of major seminary, he was diagnosed with advanced tuberculosis. His prognosis was not good at all. He was given two options, a risky surgery or just pray for a miracle. Under the guidance of a priest with a devotion to the Blessed Mother, he opted for the prayer route and offered a novena to Our Lady. Upon completion, his tuberculosis was, in fact, miraculously gone. In thanksgiving for his healing, he pledged to Our Lady to spread devotion to the rosary, and his life's work was set. He was ordained in 1941, and within a few years began what became the Family Rosary Crusade with a goal of getting 10 million families to pray the rosary daily. What an ambitious goal. Well, he'd survived tuberculosis literally by praying for a miracle, so he had precedent. And he had a great slogan, the family that prays together stays together. Very catchy. He started by writing letters to bishops asking them to organize rosary rallies in their dioceses. Many did, but he knew his campaign needed broadcast media. So in 1945, he went to New York City, where he convinced a non-Christian head of the mutual broadcasting system that his show would be just what families needed. She agreed to give him airtime with one very important stipulation— he had to guarantee some big Hollywood stars. So he cold-called Bing Crosby, who said yes. It's amazing that he could actually get through to a major celebrity just by cold-calling. And what a celebrity. In 1945, Bing Crosby had just won the Best Actor Academy Award for Going My Way, topped every listener poll as the most popular singer on the air, and was far and away the top moneymaker in Hollywood from his weekly radio show, films, and music royalties. And Crosby wasn't the only big name Father Payton had on the air. 
On that first episode of Family Theater of the Air in May 1945, Father Payton also welcomed President Harry Truman, Archbishop Francis Spellman of New York, and the family of the five Sullivan brothers who had died in World War II led the praying of the rosary. It's hard to imagine such a program today. You're not kidding. Father Payton became a sensation, and he didn't stop at radio. He went to Hollywood and organized television and film projects to bring the mysteries of the rosary to life. The list of stars who worked on Father Payton's projects and who came to see him as something of a chaplain is a veritable who's who of Hollywood of that era. Danny Thomas, Jimmy Stewart, Raymond Burr, Maureen O'Hara, Lucille Ball, Bob Hope, and hundreds of others. All that star power must have encouraged a lot of people to pray the rosary. Sure it did. But he didn't stop at mass media. He organized rallies across the country to get people together in massive groups to pray the rosary together and pledge to do so with their families. His rallies would see anywhere from 250,000 to more than 2 million attendees. They were broadcast via radio all around the world. And bishops in other countries began to invite him to come and hold rallies in their dioceses. And the power of the rallies and praying the rosary in massive groups was recognized as not just a personal thing or even something that just benefited the families within their own homes, but it helped entire nations. This was the beginning of the Cold War, and communism was spreading, bringing state-enshrined atheism with it. Father Payton was keenly aware of the power of the rosary to combat the scourge of atheistic communism, and he once said in a radio broadcast, The rosary is the offensive weapon that will destroy communism, the great evil that seeks to destroy the faith. So you mentioned Pope St. Pius V before. He got all of Christendom to pray the rosary during the Battle of Lepanto to turn back the Islamic Turkish fleet. And of course, Our Lady at Fatima appeared at the beginning of the communist takeover in Russia and urged people to pray the rosary. Following both, Father Payton believed the rosary would turn back atheistic communism. Yes, and soon his first slogan, the family that prays together stays together, was joined by a new one. A world at prayer is a world at peace. In pursuit of a world at peace, his rallies spread all over the world, especially those areas fighting hardest against the spread of communism. He held many rallies in the Philippines and all over Central and South America. And the effectiveness of his rallies at checking the spread of communism was noted by the U.S. government. It was. In 1959, Father Payton began to accept funding and other assistance from the CIA. They never had any influence on his message. They already liked what he was saying but they wanted to make sure he was saying it in the right places and that as many people as possible heard it. So they helped organize many rallies, especially throughout Latin America. One series of rallies in particular was a key part of the CIA operation dubbed Brother Sam. Brazilian generals, concerned that their government was getting too cozy with communist Cuba and China, covertly asked the CIA for help, stirring up the Brazilian people to support a coup d'etat. The CIA worked with Father Payton to hold rosary rallies in major cities all over Brazil. When the coup d'etat happened in March of 1964, the Brazilian generals credited Father Payton's rallies for playing a large role in their success. But the arrangement with the CIA came to a halt later in 1964 when Father Theodore Hesburgh, a fellow member of the Congregation of the Holy Cross and president of the University of Notre Dame, informed their religious superiors of the arrangement, and Pope Paul VI personally ordered Father Payton to sever the ties with the CIA. Father Payton obeyed. He did not, however, stop holding the rallies in troubled places and promoting devotion to the Blessed Mother. He organized many, many more all over the world through the 1980s. One rally in 1985 in Manila, the capital of the Philippines, was followed just a few months later by a bloodless coup against that country's longtime dictator, Ferdinand Marcos. Again, his work was believed to have been instrumental. 
and tireless to the end, Father Payton was actually organizing another rally in Manila when he died on June 3, 1992. His cause for canonization was opened in 2001, and in 2017, he was declared venerable. Venerable is a recognition by the Vatican that a person lived a life of heroic virtue, and Father Payton's virtue was guided by his devotion to the Blessed Mother. Fitting then that when he died with a rosary in his hand, his final words were, Mary, my queen, my mother. You've been listening to American Catholic History on the StarQuest Production Network. If you've been enjoying our podcast, please be sure to give us a rating and a review. To learn more about today's topic, to find previous episodes, and to send feedback, please visit sqpn.com history. You can email us at history at sqpn.com or follow StarQuest on social media at facebook.com slash starquestmedia or on Twitter at sqpn. I'm Noelle Heaster-Crow. And I'm Tom Crow. Thank you once again for joining us on American Catholic History on StarQuest.